Welcome back, everyone, to the Miss Art World podcast. I'm your host, Catherine, with my co-host, Samuel. What is up, everyone? Let's talk about some art. I almost thought you were going to say, bring bong. (laughs) Bring bong. (laughs) TikTok's a very dangerous place. It really is. I stayed away from it for so long because I was like, I'm already on Instagram too much. And doing uh, doing TikTok for my business and like, hearing how I need to stay up to date. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll jump on TikTok. It's just so bad. <laughs> it's, it's like so many videos that you just keep. I think I send everyone way too many videos from TikTok. You get very little, Katie. Well, thank God. Because between uh, Emily and Evelyn, I get like 32 a day. <laughs> You're too God. <laughs> I think I sent Emily and Ben about like 10 a day. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are going to talk about Art Basel, Miami, because Samuel and I just went and had an interesting time. When people ask you how your trip was, what do you say? I, honestly, I say like, oh, it's it fun. Performance artists are interesting. um and but Miami itself Miami Beach was so quiet like my whole thing like I loved all the art and going around seeing all that that's that stuff but like the Miami Beach the vibe I thought we were going like the experience I thought we're going to get around the art was way different than what it actually was right like and I wonder if it's because we're not super rich and like the really hot artists because there's every news article I look up they're like all the parties were great and I was like where were the parties because I did not see any parties yeah and I think a lot of them were in that arts district on the mainland but that's not South Beach Miami Basel that is 40 minutes from Basel Mm -hmm. like if that's where the parties are you can't say that that's South Beach because it's not South Beach was super quiet it was so quiet we I mean the only I would say party that we stumbled upon was just that bar that was a little more rowdy because they had live music and I don't even think we listened to the live music that much because we were just so distracted by the weird people we met there (laughs) the girl that was basically butt naked who cut a hole in a tablecloth and then put little pasties over her nipples and then walked around with a giant strap on was and then telling people that her she's part of our basil uh, because her butthole is famous because she's a porn star yes I mean, that's a very interesting story that we could come back with and be like, yeah, we met weird people, but. It wasn't like I thought would be like, okay, we see the party on the beach and like, you know, the, the Miami idea. Mm -hmm. Like even when Tyler said like, oh, it's a strip club, strip club, you can't even talk strip club capital of the world. We saw one. And we didn't even go in. It's not like we were looking for strip clubs, but like they're not hard to pat or like miss. <laughs> and and it wasn't, walked. it didn't look like there was a big party going on there either. No, they were setting up a Christmas tree when we walked by. <laughs> yeah. And then we walked by again, the Christmas tree was lit. <laughs> that was about it. I, when people ask me, I'm like, it was great and awful all at the same time was mm-hmm. the trip. Because I think. Because you're the people you were rooming with, right? Yeah, yeah, he was the worst. (laughs) Uh, No, I think just shoving slime into balloons was awful. (laughs) Um, No, I think because it was just so stressful at the beginning. I think I went through a range. I went through all the ranges of emotions, like excitement, stressed out, anxiety, excitement then disappointment then like realization I I don't know it just was like a whole thing I think after the performance it was very fun but still a little disappointing with like 
trying to find the the art scene that was happening yeah. and we just never found it. I think we left too early too. I think you're right. I, yeah, we should have, if we could do it, we should have probably stayed through the weekend, but mm -hmm. we were there for so long already. Like you yeah. being one of the first acts um, was, <clears throat> was hard because look, let's talk about your art before we get too far away. So Katie was at, a satellite and she was one of she was the opening act not act performance opening <laughs> performance there so uh day one we arrive day two we have to we are able to get in and help set up or she does all the hair and builds it up so explain how how was that process um it was interesting it was a difficult, um, but I think going to a gallery space, meeting gallerists and curators that we've never met before is going to come with issues because there's not that same kind of communication. Mm -hmm. um, so I was supposed to get in at 10. Um, they only had one ladder. And with my piece, I need the ladder like the whole time I need the ladder. And so I had to keep stopping and letting other people use the ladder. Um, and it's I too never... bad because when we first got there, there was two ladders. Yes. They were working on this light to like fix the light and they worked for the building. And I think the understanding was the guys were going to leave both ladders, but then they took the smaller ladder with them to go do more jobs that day. And then we were just stuck with that one giant ladder. Yeah. Which and by they... the way, I am not a big fan of heights ever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so always like always force myself to go up there. But I, there's a couple of times you're like, what's wrong? Uh, what's your face? And I was like, nothing. <laughs> Just climb up the stupid ladder. I didn't <laughs> know that you didn't like heights. Master. I heights in like a controlled area is fine. Like on a roller coaster, on on a plane. <laughs> when I feel like I can't fall off but it takes a lot of like going up a small ladder is easy going up a tall ladder where I look down and go oh yeah I would break something or die <laughs> those are my only options mm -hmm. uh is a little more scary what is that ladder 16 feet you think or less than that oh I think it had to be like 16 <clears throat> feet it was it could reach like if I stood on top like well over like a single story house mm -hmm. yeah it was I should have well we couldn't find a tape measure that's another yeah. thing like they said that they would have tools there and they had no tools there so next time I'll probably probably just rent my own ladder and bring my own tools because that would have sped up the process so much that day and not having to come back the next day and do some more. So I think the whole installation process was exhausting and frustrating, but I think it's always gonna be exhausting and frustrating. Yes, but I think like if you had your own tools and a ladder, I think we could have messed around with more of the mechanics of certain things than the you going by yourself the next day and just kind of finishing it. Mm -hmm. quickly because it needed to be done <clears throat> um because there was there's like new elements to it like the slime and the paint that you're using which i thought looked really cool there um talking to people that watched it on instagram live said it looked really cool but i i i think we could have messed around with the how we hung them because i had some ideas for it but it just we couldn't test them Mm -hmm. And we would have had to kind of test how they ran first. Yeah. And yeah, because we just didn't have the capability of, of oh, or we just didn't have time. Like you exactly. even had to, who knew that Miami Beach didn't have like a Walmart? So you literally took, what, four hours to go into the mainland, to go to Target, to get all this extra stuff that I should have just brought all of that with me, like sucked it up and brought it all with me. 
Yeah. Except for, I don't know, like my suitcase with the extra stuff you gave me was already just on the limit. So we would have to bring two suitcases. Yeah. But with knowing how much stuff we need now, like to make slime and all that stuff, I don't think, I almost think we can make the slime beforehand and take it. We don't have to fill it in the balloons. We could put it in like Ziplocs and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But then you know exactly how many, how much slime you have to transport. I 100% agree with you. And I had a thought, but then I wasn't sure if it would work out. You know how you put the um, ingredients into the bowls? Mm -hmm. Can you put the ingredients into the balloons and then do the mixing? Or you have to do the stirring? You have to meet it which means you have to take it with your hands and like really mix it up. Can't you do that in the balloon skin or no? You can, but how is that going to save you any time? The hard. <laughs> do you know hard, how long it took me to do this? To the stupid balloon? Yeah. <laughs> like hours. But, but the, it was like liquidy, right? So you'd have to do the exact measurements that you needed and then mix it up and then keep mixing the balloon. But we would still run into the problem of the balloon being filled mm. because it's, it's more of that liquid, like the paint would have to have, we'd have to put the glue that's already a thick substance and then squeeze it into the balloon. And then we got to hold it and then do the same thing with the, the other ingredients. Mm -hmm. I really want to do it here, uh, build, build the hair piece and then put in slime and paint and do kind of a, uh, controlled, a really cool video piece of the different textures and things like that. Oh, that'd be cool. Um, I think what you could do too is you have an air pressure if you're, uh, yeah, an air compressor, you could maybe do some kind of bag thing that you put it in the like some kind of contraption like a tube basically and then Ooh. on the other side of the air compressor you press the air so then it pushes all the liquid into the balloon so then you don't have to worry about that mm -hmm. you're just having something else push it for you yeah the pressure of it yeah we could try that yeah but i think the piece turned out well i'm I would say the disappointing part of it was just being first, because I think you would have, if you followed someone that had a lot of people, um, I think it would have been well-received because your piece, the cool thing about your piece, it didn't take like an hour. It didn't take hours for them to sit there and watch. That's why I liked this piece. It was, they could see uh, or be there for a while and like watch you sit there. But really, the art was you getting up and like starting cutting the hair and becoming more violent with it and seeing all the stuff fall out of the hair, like all the glitter and just the chunks falling around in this nice circle on the floor and it oozing over your head with the slime and the paint. And um, it, it was very visually interesting and very visually cool to, to see that and then it ended and then you can go on with your day <laughs> and you yeah. can take a picture like the the thing I really enjoyed is that they let you um the satellite lets you leave the art piece up with it down the floor because it looked like to me it looked cool it was like a, a hanging piece of art like they missed this performance and this is the remnants and that was it just falling here and there was it left over like you didn't mm -hmm. go back and tidy it up or anything mm -hmm. yeah I think that was a really cool opportunity to be able to leave it up mm -hmm. and uh, I was slotted for an hour and it only took 15 minutes because you were so we had it worked out where you were in my ear mm -hmm. to slow me down or to speed me up and my phone messed up and so you fell out of my ear and it was just and almost maybe that's better to not have such a controlled performance I think so mm -hmm. I mean we've talked to a couple of different performance artists and 
they all have different takes on it. It's either unperformed or performed. Um, I thought one thing that was very neat there was being able to meet a lot of different performance artists, um, mm -hmm. which was really cool and see how their performance was. And that that's like satellite, I hope satellite becomes bigger <laughs> because, or closer or something to where it like pulls in people just walking by to see art almost to go in because like there a lot of the performances were really interesting or had a good take or like were visually neat like i i kind of i'm sad we missed the one that uh did the light bath but no one stayed around for the light bath mm -hmm. <laughs> they just watched his performance it was like they was tying up people on like the the poles mm -hmm. yeah it was it was really interesting i'm a uh, because milk and honey had theirs and that was cool because there i wouldn't see their performance but we saw the layout of everything and we took some really cool pictures and the way they they stacked everything in their like area where you could sit on like a tongue <laughs> and uh be around surrounded by like nipple pillows but then you have like this floating eye and this other tongue like coming down like just the 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 way they laid it out was really interesting. I thought they did an excellent job too laying it oh, out. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. And because their chairs were so interesting. Like I don't, I wasn't expecting how interested I was in like these weird chairs with like arms hanging out and like the, the rolling tongue out was just done so well. Oh yeah. It was, it was really cool. Mm -hmm. Well, and uh, at least, I was able to do my performance because Xavier, who was the artist right after me, um, a part of his performance was going out onto the beach, <clears throat> stripping down, and then um, hitting rocks with a baseball bat. I think they were rocks. They were rocks. Um, out into the ocean. And like, I think a couple minutes with into his performance, um, after he had stripped down a bunch of cops, like all cops from all different areas came down um, and basically stopped the performance. And they, we stood around for 45 minutes to an hour maybe. And then we ended up having to go back to the gallery because the curator asked us to, to see the next performance. But it was, I can't imagine what was going through his mind. He says that he's kind of used to that. Oh, yeah. But Xavier, um, I would love to have on the podcast because he's a real cool cat. He's a cool cat. <laughs> um, yeah, so his piece was um, because he talks about a piece where he he loves, just like every performance artist loves to strip down naked. Mm -hmm. he's one of the person that strips down naked and does his performance art art pieces a lot of times my favorite story when he was telling was him uh just doing a, a piece where he runs down the highway naked <laughs> and he passed some cops and the cops were like nope <laughs> just, you, you just keep doing you man you just run down naked i got other stuff to do <laughs> um jessica's piece was uh interesting too and yeah she, and that's uh jessica e bink binkhorn if you're yep. looking her up binkhorn i i i uh looked up her full name uh you can follow her on wheelie in art or i'm sorry wheelie underscore n underscore artist and uh, her piece was really interesting because she she almost dressed up like a goddess in her wheelchair and she sat in the uh, like middle of the walkway, basically right in front of satellite. And you couldn't get it like, really you had to step out onto the bike lane in the parking area to get around her. And she had nice like squared out with uh, flowers and stuff like that. And she had two empty chairs that represented her siblings and then she just sat there and she kind of moved a little bit, but she didn't really do too much. But the people's reaction around her, just trying to walk through, like you saw a lot of people 
like go around her, go around the whole area and like look and see what was going on. And people are taking pictures, like, you know, something's going on. But then you had these like people that are just so, uh, I, I would just say self-centered or like, and there's a ton of them. I didn't realize how many people are just so self-centered or so out of tune with what's going on that they would like walk through it. And like, they wouldn't even notice that people were taking pictures or standing around watching her until they passed the group of people taking pictures. And they'd like, look, and they kind of look back and then, and then just keep going. Like it was so bizarre. And uh, I thought it was a really interesting piece on the human, like humans themselves, because you even had people, <clears throat> because a lot of the older, so let me just break this down in groups. Uh, the younger children or kids or teens all walked through, took some pictures, like understood like right away, like boom. They were like, in it <laughs> they knew what was going on and then you have the older groups without children doing the same thing like understanding what's going around surround them things like that and then you had people with babies and it would just be the one it wasn't a double it was never the the two parents because it was the two parents they would always go around with the infant but if it was the one parent the one parent would just take the stroller and just like bulldoze whatever was in their way <laughs> there um and that was interesting because I saw tons of just mothers or dads with strollers and just like walking straight through it like not caring at all I wonder why I wonder why if you have the two parents is it because you have more help to get the stroller down off the sidewalk and back up or maybe or or what because what I and I think it's interesting not to cut you off but like to get around her you didn't have to actively it wasn't an active lane like there was room for you to walk safely down around in the street area and back up on the sidewalk it's not like you had to get into a lane where people were driving like you were going to get hit or something oh exactly like the the bike lane and the parking lane there's like a big they had huge gaps there's only a, a like a two-lane street but it could easily be a four-lane street like that's how big the street was so it's not like you were going into traffic at all they even mm -hmm. had it coned out so people couldn't even come out and hit the bike lane like you're safe you're so safe in that area and there was a little ramp if you were just noticed before, like they could have just ramped it down earlier and then ramped it back up. Mm -hmm. But they didn't. It was it was interesting to see or strange, I guess. Well, and it must have gotten worse, too, as the night progressed, because she got even more frustrated mm -hmm. and then took to the street, took to the um yeah, the, the car lanes and started going down in the path of cars because she was so frustrated that people weren't respecting her space. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's another, we had to have her on the podcast too, because I enjoyed talking to her so much there as, because Katie and I, or Katie, not me, I, I just was the help. Uh, Katie did her performance we stayed around and she was covered head to toe in all of her like glitter and just like the slime and her dress. And I think she, Katie definitely wanted to change and get into her like nicer outfit. But uh, as we were walking back, I was like, you look so cool. Like I would stay in this because this shows that you did a performance. Like I think more people will ask you questions about this than they will you done up and uh, how do you think that turned turned out? Uh, I think it turned out really good. I think you're right. Because we literally start walking a couple blocks and you're like, honestly, if I was your art advisor, I would tell you not to change. And I was like, because yeah, I was sticky. I was gross. I glitter all over myself. Um, but yeah, I stood, I stayed in it for the next couple performances. And even on the beach, there was a photographer for 
um, Washington Post, the Washington Post, who like grabbed me and was like, hey, I don't know why you look the way you do, but can I take your photo? So then I got to explain to him what I was doing. He took my photo. Who knows if it's ever going to be posted, but it was still like, oh, people are paying attention to the way I look, even though I'm not the like curated look that I like to go out as Miss Art World, it's more the aftermath of the performance. And that was almost a stronger message than the other way that I normally go out. I I agree with that completely. Like it, it just, it showcased what the message actually is mm-hmm. because Miss Art World isn't necessarily like always this done up person. It's the, this woman uh, in my going out and seeing you do it. It's this woman that's almost fighting, not fighting back, but like bringing to light struggles and different ways women are perceived in the world and told different things and how they need to be a certain way, but you can be any way you want to be. Mm-hmm. And you don't ever need to necessarily be told like uh, the hair piece is you're in this beautiful, huge piece of hair with like crowns and stuff like that. And you cut yourself out and you didn't cut yourself out and become ugly and like put on this horrible mask or anything. Like you still looked very pretty in your dress. You just looked like the dress had a little bit of slime but you had this like really cool glitter across your face and you still looked, you just looked like it was the aftermath of um, your structured, the way things are supposed to be structured to where you are naturally. And mm-hmm. you looked better and more human in that more natural look. Yeah. Did we explain uh, Jessica's concept? not really okay we will have her on but i like i liked her whole concept of she struggles every day being in a wheelchair and so her concept is about the struggle that she goes through with her disability and Mm -hmm. trying to bring um advocacy or yeah just kind of show people that they're as much as we think we're doing to help people in wheelchairs, there's not a lot. Like they put up some ramps and stuff like that, but they're, it's not as user-friendly as it should be. Mm-hmm. Um, and on that note, like there's, I'm taking this kind of workshop class about social media and they always talk about writing out what you're saying first. So then that's what you're going to put up so if someone can't um, hear, you can type out exactly what you're saying so then they can see what you're saying instead of you afterwards typing out that script mm-hmm. where your, your focus is more built on having everyone be able to use it, having the nor- like not the normal, but like the people that have no disabilities able to use it and then thinking about the people that have disabilities. Mm-hmm. So if you think about everyone first, it's easier to build a building with the ramp first than to add the ramp in later. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that's, I thought it was an interesting point of view. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then the last piece we saw that day um, was Jocelyn's, I am not even going to attempt to say Jocelyn's last name. Can you spell it? Do you have it out? B-E-A-U-S-I-R-E. Okay. And uh, Jocelyn did a uh, hanging, basically she washed clothes um, and she boiled water and she washed clothes and she sat in this chair and then she would take off a piece of clothing and wash that and then hang it over these buckets. And uh, the buckets... Some of the buckets were hooked up to the sound so you could hear it like drop into the bucket. Did that not freak you out? That freaked me out. I thought the water was going to splash all over and then she was going to get electrocuted. (laughs) (laughs) No, it didn't freak. 
it didn't freak me out because those the like, those speaker things aren't necessarily plugged into the wall. So okay. it just shorted out the I think if it was plugged to the wall, I'd be like, oh my God, she's <laughs> dealing with water and it being plugged to the wall. I literally was like, oh no, let me go mop up this area for you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, everyone does such long pieces and it's not a complaint, it's an observation. We talked to the performance artists and they like, the majority of them like doing long pieces. I not being a performance artist, I, I've now decided that I will become a performance artist called Mr. Fart World. And you have like seven or six pieces, but you can only remember number one and number seven. <laughs> number five. Number one, number five. But uh, I don't know where it's going with that. But yep, you'll see me in my new sash. Next week, no, I'm playing. Don't, don't tag me, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it was, so then let's finish up with the, the art, because uh, art basils, not necessarily just performance pieces. I know Katie does a lot of performance. We, we interviewed a couple of perform, uh, performance artists. Um, and we'll and, have Jocelyn on too to talk a little bit more in depth on her concept too mm -hmm. she's a i believe she's an engineer oh is she really yeah so she's like studying to be an engineer but she's a performance artist at like the same time so she like goes back and forth to be performing a whole bunch and then not performing because she's <laughs> studying for school um the interesting uh difference yeah could it's you like tyler and i put tyler? together really yeah, exactly <laughs> tyler's out there doing performance pieces it which would be hysterical i don't know what he would do but <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so we went to we saw satellite we went to satellite a couple of times which was if you have an opportunity or next year when satellites back up look to see which performance artists you want to go to and then go i would suggest doing it one day because you can easily there it wasn't a huge space just like you can walk around for hours but it's a space that you can if you're going to stay there for like three hours or four hours you can see a couple of different performance artists see the ones you want and then go see other other places like it was it's worth seeing and the location is good. It's close to Basel. It's close to a couple other um, satellite art shows that are not called satellite. I feel like they need to change their name at some point because it's just confusing or genius. I'm not sure. So yeah, right. Um, and then we went to Untitled. Mm -hmm. And so there's two places that we went to is Basel and Untitled. Which one do you want to talk about first, Katie? Let's talk about Untitled first, because that's the one we went to first. And so then, we, and that was in one day. That was all, a lot of art in one day. A lot of art. <laughs> untitled is in this beautiful building on the beach. So every time you turn your head, and it's, it's, it's all white, sun shining through, everything's so bright. You almost need sunglasses in there. You look off to like your left, and you can see the beautiful ocean and seagulls flying. And then you see all this really cool art on the walls. And they have it like a snake where you just go down one side and you can see all that art and you can't get, you can't cross track. It's literally like a straight line. And then you come back up and then you loop back down and you just snake it all the way. And then you're done and then you're not lost and you're not confused. And you're not like, what did I miss? I see this thing. You got to see everything. And the nice thing that I loved about Untitled over Basil is Untitled had the artist there. Like, or just people that loved that art. <laughs> like uh, one of the girl or uh, women, I guess. I should stop saying girls. I'm not that old. Not, not everyone's younger than me. <laughs> one of the women there was the, and I took a picture. And I'm not gonna like jump back on my phone and look around for it, but she did yoga mats and she realized after like because she's an artist and she does a little performance art 
she realized after watching like Lululemon commercials and a whole bunch of yoga commercials, there is no Indian women in those commercials at all, even though they're doing yoga. <laughs> and she was like, this is like very weird and confusing. And then when she really started thinking about it, it was because the women in the yoga commercials, they're not just advertising towards women, but the kind of advertising towards men too. Like, hey, look at, look at these yoga pants. Your wife or your girlfriend would look beautiful in these yoga pants. Look how hot this woman is kind of doing it. It's almost sexualized. And she didn't, she understood that most Indian women don't in those kind of commercials don't want to be sexualized, but I don't know. The, the guy really got into a, like a 10 minute conversation with me about it. Oh, really? Yeah. He sat there and talked to me for a while. I was like, I don't know where Katie is. I think I lost her. And you were behind me talking to some other guy about the art on the other wall. But, um, and then basically what she does is she puts her body image on these cut up yoga mats and they are in sexual poses or like sexualized poses, not sexual poses, sexualized poses or like provocative poses um, where she's, I think maybe even provocative is not even the right word. I think it's just like glamour. Like pinup almost? Kind of like pinup. I would say a little more like pinup. Like she's clothes and stuff like that is just very sexy. Something mm -hmm. very sexy about it. And then she would paint the outline and details of it on those yoga mats and then her performance which she did every day at three she would go there and do the twister with the cut up yoga mats and things that she painted on it and play twister on those yoga mats until she couldn't play twister anymore and that was it it's interesting <clears throat> but yeah anyway you got to meet the artist like xavier was there selling not like selling his piece but he wasn't even pushing it. Like the one thing that's nice about the artist there is they just want to talk about their art and get you to know what their meaning is. And the, everyone there wanted that. It was hardly anyone sitting there like on their phone and their suit going, mm, not rich enough, son. <laughs> Keep on stepping. I say like, just, that was Basil. <laughs> yeah, they so much more friendly at Untitled. And not all the artists were there. I don't think that's a requirement, but like a lot of them were there and just wanted to talk to you about mm -hmm. their artwork or even the gallerist. If you, there was one sculpture that I really, really liked. And I just mentioned, I looked over and I was like, oh, this is really cool. And he came and talked to me about the piece and the concept. And you just didn't get that at all at Art Basel. At Art Basel, there were people on the phone with other people trying to sell artwork, completely ignoring the people around you. Oh, yeah. People with tape measures and they'd like measure a piece out and be like, um, so the piece is 12 by 18 and I think it will look great in the dining room of the blah, blah, blah. And you're just like, oh, God, like going from one happy, like bright to this dingy, like dark chaos. It was almost dark chaos in Basel. So I guess we're switching over to Basel now. Like you walk into Basel, they're very strict on COVID. Um, you just sign up for like a time to go in. Yeah, exactly. They made it so complicated. And then you go in and it's not that complicated, but there's a ton of people there and they're, they're like aimlessly walking because there's no structure to it at all. Like it's, it's almost planned to be chaotic. Like they almost want you to go several times to be like, oh, did you see that piece in the far left corner? You're like, no, how did you get there? And well, you got to turn around three times to go through the secret entrance. And then you found the great art, like the majority of the art that we saw that was really interesting was in the middle, but it was hard to get to without almost backtracking and getting lost. Like when you look at a map, you go, okay, it's not too bad. But when you're walking through it, it's bad. Like it's almost like it's a maze. Like if grandma and I were there, we would have, we would still be there today. <laughs> grandma and I are terrible at mazes and we would just be stuck there 
at Art Basel. They would think we're the an art performers or something. I have no I'm idea. Like, how do we get these two people out of here? <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, it's just I think it's so big, so dark, and it and because it is set up like a grid, but there's so much of it that there's no way they figure out how to see it all. Yeah. Because you couldn't walk straight down back and forth because there were some that kind of blocked you off and you had a turn, but then that, that square that they put right in the middle to block you off was you could walk around that square to get back on track, which you and I, we decided that kind of looking at the map, it was easier to do a, a, a big square and then try to do the inner square. And that didn't work. <laughs> it didn't work at all. There's so many times I got lost. Yeah. Well, and I was worried that if I actually ever lost, lost you, I would never be able to find you again. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, there was things at Basel that I really liked. We kind of went on the outer section and there had, there were bigger installations where it wasn't, it, what I don't, I'll have to do more research because it felt like a lot of what the LA art show does in their diversity section where it was more based on insulation and less about selling these pieces because they mm. had the large sculpture of the people running up the stairs yeah, they had the cool. leaves like those were super cool but no one was around to sell those artworks it, it was just an interesting um pieces to look at and then you jump back into all the booths all the artwork being sold yeah and there was just the the friendliness it was just cold unfriendly art and there was a couple of times that we ran and not the whole thing but there was a couple of times that we ran into very nice people there or like the artist or like gallerist wanted to talk about certain things but the majority of it was people just trying to make money. And it just felt very unart like. Mm -hmm. Well, and so Basel, I believe, opens to the VIPs like Tuesday or Wednesday. And so we got there Thursday. Can you imagine how these gallerists are on Sunday when they're like really trying to sell all their artwork? it's got to be even worse because they're at the tail end of the week um, and trying to move their inventory. Yeah. But I think um, if we're going to talk about trends, I do think the biggest trend that we saw there was there were a lot more um, uh, pieces that were talking about diversity in uh, color, race, body type, like there seemed like there was a lot more representation of um, black people than I've ever seen. Um, yes, I agree with that. But there was my favorite pieces were all from the black artist or black community that was there, like even in um, Untitled, like the sections that had uh, showcased or, or highlighted African-American or black artists from around the world. Their art was so interesting and so beautiful. Like there was so many people there all the time. Well, and uh, the article that I was just um, reading from the New York Times talked about why it was so different this year. And I guess Basel had different rules for galleries to be able to be accepted into mm -hmm. Basel. And they changed it this year so they were able to accept a lot more galleries who had diverse backgrounds and diverse artists than they've had before. For example, uh, one of the rules had been you had to have an established space. And there's a gallery who has a, more of a pop-up space in New York. And they weren't able to qualify to be in Basel because it wasn't like an established residency for their gallery but mm -hmm. they changed those rules which allowed more um galleries who weren't able to be shown more equality within the 
space rather than just all the blue chip galleries that have been established for 20 years like mm -hmm. other galleries are being able to get their foot in the door therefore be able to show their different artists that they want to show and honestly I feel like those were the probably the places we liked if we mm -hmm. if we had to pick like those the, the smaller ones that we walked into like the middle where it was very hard to get to very confusing those were the coolest art like <laughs> That's where we saw the mo most diverse art there. It wasn't like these weird giant pieces that you could hang up and be like, what's the piece of that? Well, I'm not entirely sure. It doesn't really have a meaning behind it. It's just there's well, more I think meaning in the middle. We have been to enough fairs to start seeing the same artists over and over, like the same mm -hmm. type of artists, and to see the the different type of art that is showcasing um, diversity is kind of a refreshing new element to the art shows than we that we haven't gotten from other shows before oh yeah are you gonna mm -hmm. edit any of this out or no no i don't know i'm gonna listen to, i'm gonna listen to it and see but probably not okay uh, well, if you don't edit any of this out, let's uh, let's end on this note. Art Basel's week, the most fun part was water skiing <laughs> or jet skiing or whatever you call it. That was a blast. And my favorite part was being out there and having Katie on the uh, the other jet ski and she couldn't see. And the guy kept waving at her to go fast. He kept doing the hand signal like faster, faster, faster. And Katie was going, I'm just chugging along, the little jet ski, enjoying her life. And I went back to her and I was like, uh, what's going on? And she's like, I can't see his hand signals. And I was like, uh, and she was like, can't see his hand signals. I don't know what he's trying to tell me. And I said, the only thing he's been telling you for the past five minutes is to go faster. I don't think he's telling you anything else but to speed it up. Well, they freaked like, me out because they're like, if we do this, it means there's cops. If we do this, there's a thing, there's a what manatee mating that you could yeah. hit. Don't hit those. I'm like, oh, I'm terrified. Yeah, I was terrified of hitting a manatee too. I didn't want to like blow right through a manatee and have guts flying all over the place. I, I love that that's your honestly that's my favorite part of the trip too which is sad because we went to art basel to see art and our favorite <laughs> thing was jet skiing <laughs> but that and uh having cigars that one night was fun oh yeah that was fun mm -hmm. it was just we we there's no party excursion thing mm -hmm. like i almost wish like if we could go back and do it. I almost wish that we got in our swimsuit every night basically and said, okay, let's walk down that strip to the hotels and get into a hotel and just hang out by the pool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I really liked the uh, jacuzzi hotel drinks that we yeah, just me too. upon. Mm -hmm. we, we, but we were so tired from walking, no joke, like 15 miles that day because we walked to one end of the island hit the water and then found out that we were supposed to go to the other side because they didn't have the right address mm -hmm. so we had the uber there oh but we already were over there at the beginning of the day thank god we that there. uber didn't kick us out either oh i know for not having our mask yeah i know because we didn't think we needed it because we were going to be outside no one we weren't going to uber we we're going to walk everywhere so yeah. by the time we were done jet skiing, we were so tired. I think um, if we go again, we go later in the week, we spend like two days in South Beach and then a couple days in the mainland Agreed. short coast and go to Win Winwood or whatever. Because that, as I've gone through and looked at what people have done, the rest of the time that's where everything is that's like where the party is which mm -hmm. blows my mind because it's mainland 40 minutes from basil so. <laughs> right mm -hmm. i just think it's the rich area basically because i was trying to explain it to people here too i was like 
they're like, well, is it's not like the beach or it's not. I was like, no, like I thought it'd be more exciting than Santa Monica. And I walk, I ride my bike or do anything down Santa Monica. There's things going on. I understand there's a lot of homeless people there doing weird things too. But there's like a DJ set up just playing music out of his car, like trying to get people to dance. There's like, there's dancing. Like if I wanted a salsa, I go salsa. And like, there's things going on all the time to go to this place that's just quiet mm-hmm. and nothing going on or just people kind of lounging and taking a, a rich vacation with the relaxation didn't seem like the Miami I was expecting. Yeah. I wanted yeah. like cocaine drug lords and <laughs> strip clubs I, on every corner. Yeah, exactly. I just wanted to go to some like fancy party with people dressed up crazy i guess we got that at that dive bar but that was i was we we absolutely did Mm -hmm. well you want to do our closing yep um thank you everyone for listening as always uh follow us on our miss art world instagram page check us out on our website and uh let us know your thoughts and then be uh uh, my plugs that I want to plug, <laughs> if I come up with a better word, uh, I have a Instagram page for my business. Um, if you just go Cooksey Swim, uh, you'll be able to find it on Facebook, Instagram. You can even find it Cooksey Swim on TikTok if you want to follow some of the videos. We're really trying to grow our social media presence. So if you can give that a quick like uh, or a follow, that would be greatly appreciated. We're trying to get our numbers up because we are eventually going to be doing online courses to get your children, to get you to understand the basics of swim lessons so you can teach your own child how to swim because from zero or infant to about four, you don't, you don't really need swim lessons because you can do it yourself. And We want to be able to teach parents that because one, it will be able to understand how your child develops and two, be able to understand what's safe for your child. Because a lot of times if you do swim lessons, you think your child is water safe, but they're only really water safe when they're around the person doing swim lessons with them. So it gives you a better understanding about your own child's safety. So like the Instagram page or follow the Instagram page, get more information and uh, thank you.